I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What do you know? What don't you know? Do you know anything about bees? I doubt it. Find out more on I Don't Know About That with Jim Jeffries. Hello, welcome to I Don't Know About That with Jim Jeffries. I'm Jim Jeffries. I'm here with Forrest Shaw. Forrest? Bees? Forrest Shaw. And Why Kelly bees? Zabinski. Why do you why do you mention bees? Because that could be a topic. That could be a topic <laughs> that about, one of, yeah. on one of the do episodes. You know about bees? Yeah. <laughs> do you? I have a bee tattoo. Do you really? Yeah, do you know. have it on your knees so you're the bees' knees? I don't. Where do, where do you have it? Uh, my arm. Uh, do you have any on your like like parts of the body that we've never seen of you? Yeah. Do you have one on your ass? No. Where's I have a, I have a tramp stamp. Nobody there. has one on their ass. Yeah, people have them on, people on their ass. Yeah. On their ass, yeah, yeah, like Stupid. a like a kissing tattoo, like lips, yeah, lips or something is very popular. Yeah, it's a bad spot. Um, someone's name on their ass. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad two, spot. Two W's, one on each cheek. So when you bend over, it says wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> or you do two M's, and when you bend over, it says mom. Yes, because yeah. because mom is just wow upside down. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so where okay, so if it's where we don't see it, and you got the tram stamp, uh-huh. and it's not the ass, so you have something around the vaginal area. No, I mean there are lots of parts of my body you can't see right now. But I there's have... parts of my you're, I've seen most of you. Have you? Well, I've been around. Was you. I sleeping? Yeah. Well, no, no, but I've, I've been around. You have seen. Do we you. have HR? I assume you're wear, you wear shorts, and I've seen you wear a tank top and stuff. I've seen enough. Yeah, my, my arms are mostly covered, and then my sides. Oh, there you go. The things you learn. Yep. I didn't know about that. <laughs> so this show is about the things you know and the things you don't know. It's called I Don't Know About That. And it's because we, each episode we're going to have a specialist on who specializes in a particular subject. Not all subjects because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm going to be told uh, what the specialist does. And no, then, you're, not, you're not going to be told what they do. No, you're going to be told what their speciality is. I'm going to guess it. Oh, you're going to try and guess it. First. And then I'm going to tell you all the information that I know on that topic. Yeah. And Forrest is going to mark me. How are you going to do that, Forrest? Well, the three of us are going to mark you. The, uh, our guest is going to is going to give you a grade from one through ten. Ten being the best on accuracy of your information. Uh, Kelly is going to give you a grade one through ten on believability or confidence. Was it? Confidence. Mm. I don't even know what's going on. Confidence, <laughs> and I'm going to do believability, and then we'll add that all up, and we'll see where you land on our. I don't know about that uh, thing, but the, the, I, any any tour dates you need to announce? No, there's nothing. <laughs> the world's over. This is the time I, we do it. <laughs> I don't know if I have a TV show. I don't know what's going on. All I know is about this podcast, and this is happening. We do have an Instagram account on the podcast, um, it, so please follow that. It's I-D-K-A-T for I don't know about that. I-D-K-A-T podcast on IG. DM us with any topic suggestions that you have. Um, that, that's all we have for announcements. There's not a lot of announcements in a pandemic. 
Not a, yeah. lot, not a lot of announcements yeah. in a pandemic. <laughs> Stay I, indoors. I feel like there's been a fucking I, announcement I, I, every day. I, yeah. I think I think you found your uh, bumper bar sticker idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a lot of announcements in a pandemic. <laughs> I've stopped watching the news. Has has the curve gone down? Has we flattened? No idea. I, I hear that Texas is reopening. Elon Musk tweeted out that he's like open up America. Yeah, he's had it. Don't you, don't do that, Elon. People, you're a genius, and people are going to listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, who here is going to miss quarantine? Me. A little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need ten days notice to get back in the swing oh, of things. For sure. You can't go. We're opening up tomorrow. I'm not ready. Mm-mm. I'm not ready. You gotta ease me into like, it. Like imagine getting the call that you have to go back to your nine to five or something. You'd be like, oh fuck this. Like it'd, it'd be horrible. Yeah, because there's the good things, the restaurants, the bars, the sporting yeah. things opening up, and then there's the bad things, everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it looks like it's gonna. I, it, the thing is, none of the states are in agreement, so it's kind of just happening. So we yeah. now live in the ununited states of America. Oh. Boom! Okay. Mic drop. Take that, America. Okay, (laughs) let's introduce our guest for today. You see him on the TV screen to your right. He's not in studio, of course. Um, uh, His name is Billy Corbin. Billy Corbin from the Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. So I'm going to say that your specialty is the Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) He grew some hair. (laughs) Um, I'm sure he's never gotten that comment before either. So we'll edit that out. but, uh, I used anyways. to go to school with a guy called Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, there's a lot of Michael Jacksons. Yeah, but he was my age. His parents already knew about Michael Jackson. Was he black? And Michael Jackson had been fat. No, it was Australia. What are you uh, talking uh, about? <laughs> so, no Aboriginals. It was, it was Australia in the 1980s. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> anyway, no, it was, his name was Michael Jackson. Don't you think that's weird? You don't. You mean it was a big coincidence that they named him one of the most popular? Yeah, boys it's names? like it's one thing to go. Okay, so. So the name Adolf Hitler was already, right. you know, Ad- everyone was called Adolf. Now no one's called Adolf because he. Yeah, but that's different than Michael him. Jackson yeah. in the eighties. It was like, it wasn't Adolf Hitler was it bad. Was like to call John, him in the Michael 80s. and Tom. That's yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our I guest. I don't know about that. So, um, so you got his name, Billy Corbin. Now this is a game we play, Billy, uh, called judging a book by its cover. Uh, it's a game that we play in real life. We look at people and decide whether we'd be friends with them just based on their looks or. You know, like Jim says, the other one that you, you, you I'm sure you've played this, where you, whether you'd sleep with somebody or not. Would you fuck a person or not? Yeah, yeah. Billy, you've got a solid yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim's going to ask you some yes or no questions, and then he has to guess and see if he knows what. All right. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, are you a scientist? I'm no. No, you're not a scientist. Have you written books? No. All right, fuck. He's the same as me. (laughs) 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 I'm not a scientist, and I've never written a book. Mm. Ah, we're like we're like one. Have you read a book? Um, No, not many. (laughs) Not many people always go to me. Have you read read this book? I go unless it's Chevy Chase's biography. The answer is no. (laughs) Do you have hemorrhoids, Billy? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Ah, Ah, that's very different. Very different people. Um, all right, so uh, you're not a scientist. You haven't written a book. Do you give lectures? Not for a living. Not for a living. All right, no. so you just annoy folks at parties. <laughs> we, we've been giving you we've been giving you three questions up to this point. We'll give you we're gonna right. give you five today. Charlie. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you wear a suit to work? No. Oh, okay. Um, that was a terrible question. Why? How's that going to help you? Because I could find out if he was a business I know, you only have guy. Two left. Okay, you got to learn how to play this game. He's better. a business guy. Uh, he's not a scientist. He's not a business guy. Yeah. 
He hasn't written a book. Got- he doesn't really officially give lectures. Okay, here you go. That's because... You got one more question. He's in a Beatles tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> he's an expert in, in the cover songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, close, I, have, I, I have no. Okay, uh, you. Uh, one more. Uh, you you work with boats? No. No. All right. Then, what, what, if give, what if we give him a clue? Part of what he does is something you're really into. Ah. That's a, that's his that's his main profession, but he's not talking about that today. But he's talking about something specifically that he's done in that profession that you're really into. You make Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Welcome, but, Billy. But, but he's talking about chicken Philly cheesesteaks. It's very specific. So. Uh, you you work in porn. <laughs> no, Jesus. Okay. Well, they're my only yeah. two interests. If it's not porn, Billy Cheese. Okay, let me introduce him. Billy Corbin is a doc. He makes documentaries. I love documentaries. Yeah, I know. We said that. Like um, but it favorite, gets even better. They're yeah. like my favorite things. Yeah. And specifically, he is here to talk to us about steroids and steroids in baseball uh, um, from his uh, documentary Screwball on uh. Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but hey, um, Billy Corbin, thanks. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, docu- a documentarian. Do you like to be called documentarian? I do. Oh. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, okay. All right, documentarian Billy Corbin <laughs> of the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, all right. Maybe you've so- seen some of his other documentaries, though. Like, have you seen Cocaine Cowboys? I have not seen Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, I saw that. Ah, that's a really good one. I've yeah. seen... Cowboys on cocaine. Yeah, uh, in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're so, he did the thirty. He did a couple of thirty for thirties. Broke. Oh, broke. I love broke. Broke's the one where they all sit around going, <laughs> "Yeah, I should have bought that car wash." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every five seconds. Yeah, I invested in uh, in tomatoes because uh, you know there's tomatoes and ketchup. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good documentary. That one. Yeah. That one. You don't even need footage. You just interview people. They just sit there, just going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All my friends would be standing around my car on payday. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So, um, so yeah, so. So you like documentaries, you like you love baseball. I love baseball. And so that's what we're talking about today. Steroids, specifically steroids and, and baseball, um, but steroids in general as well, too. And uh, so welcome to the show. Sorry, right, Jim, tell us right now everything that you think, you know, not just about steroids, like what they are, how they work, stuff like that, well, but also how it relates to baseball and anything you know about steroids and baseball. Give hu- us, we'll give you about human Human growth steroids, right, which is probably the most popular of all the steroids. These are performance-enhancing drugs that are different to the other drugs that I've taken through my life, which which don't enhance your performance in any way. At all? They're, they're actually <laughs> hindrance to what you're meant to be doing. Performance hindrance. And why are they still banned? I've never understood that. Why, why can't you smoke weed and then go out and play baseball? Because it's not helping you. Cocaine makes your chest, your heart feel like it's going to fall out of your chest. <laughs> and you're not, you're not, you should be able to play sport on that, surely. Yeah. Uh, but performance enhancing drugs, so let's say uh, human growth hormones, they're not... For humans, they come from uh, cattle, which they they pump into sheep and stuff like that. I've seen a little vial of it before, and it says for livestock. And so they use that onto mostly sheep and mm-hmm. chickens and, and cows to make them bigger. And then you've got other drugs that you put in animals that we put in, like uh, ketamine is a horse tranquilizer. So that one wouldn't be good for sport. That would be, <laughs> that would be, but it's also another animal one that's crossed over. That's the only reason I brought that up. Yeah, it's fun. Now, the first people to start taking drugs of, uh, steroids. of steroids, God, so Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing it in the 1970s. What about in sports? Where do you think that started? How long far back? Well, I, I, I'm thinking about it. I would say, 
I would say in the 1960s was okay. when was when it really came into sports. It was when people started going, you know, that's when all the linebackers and stuff like that started to get massive. And now many of those players from the 70s, so I imagine it started before, so late 60s, early 70s. So a lot of those guys from the 70s have started dying from it sort of more recently now from their overuse of steroids or they started to die in the 90s from it. Uh-huh. Um, in baseball, it really took off. The steroids really took off around the Mark McGuire era and that was the mid-90s. And they, he was having a home run record chase with another fella. Uh, fucking forgot his name. Right, but Mark McGuire, he pounded himself. And then uh, Barry yeah. Bonds, Barry Bonds filled himself with steroids. Wasn't Barry Bonds, but yeah. That's good. We're going to rate No, you but this for... is a different thing. Yeah, Barry, yeah, yeah. Bar- sure, Barry sure, Bonds sure, is sure. probably a stereotypical person who did. That's why he won't get in the Hall of Fame because people say that he took too many steroids. And if you look at the old games that he used to play when he played for the Pirates before he went for San Francisco, he was just like a normal-sized guy. And then there were, one year he came back and he was just fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, today, today, I think that that the drugs aren't as prolific as they were back then, but I think that people are still taking them to a certain extent, mm. but now it's, uh, they, they have better masking agents and also uh, the steroids might not be for size anymore. They might be for agility and stuff like that. I don't know. Okay. If and what about major league baseball, their stance on it? Major League Baseball, uh, they like don't... how they handled the steroid situation, and then we'll, and then we're going to grade it. They started they started testing everybody, and then they uh, started giving uh, suspensions. Like when I first started following baseball, D. Gordon, I think, was suspended for you know three months or something like that because That's a he... funny one, yeah, yeah, he's know? huge because he's, he's such a tiny, <laughs> he's tiny little fella. Know, yeah, he's really slight fella, and yeah. uh, and he got done for taking him. Um, I think, yeah, just suspensions and stuff like that. But I don't know if they, because I've just been watching that Michael Jordan documentary and they talk about where the Chicago Bulls were like all on cocaine in the in the 80s. They were yeah. all like all coked up. And so obviously, and I've met athletes before who have, have taken drugs and I've even seen athletes take actual drugs. Uh-huh. And so I don't know if, I think you get tested like maybe once or twice a year. I don't think it's very I, common. I, I think athletes are doing a lot of drugs. Yeah. And whether they're illegal or illegal or, or steroids or, or recreational. I, I years ago, I um I don't know if he was on drugs, but when I was gambling, I was at a nightclub in Miami Beach, Crowbar, and uh I saw David Wells, who was a pitcher for the New York Yankees, and he was um he was pitching the next day against the Marlins and he was Jesus. hammered at like two in the morning. He was it was a noon game. So that means he had to be at on the mound in ten hours. I called my bookie the next morning and I put a shit ton of money on the Marlins <laughs> and David Wells went out and pitched like a two hitter. But <laughs> like, I was like, these fucking guys are like, well, you got, beasts. You, you got to put yourself back into when you were in your twenties. I know, but stuff. David your Wells resilience was, was, he was a fat out of shape. It doesn't matter. He, he went out there and he just, he dealed. I was like, all right, never do that. Yeah, Jordan so. used to get caught going to casinos until two in the morning, and then yeah. the next day he'd score 40 points, 45 yeah. or something like that. So. All right, so, um, Billy, oh. you've been listening to Jim's. Uh, let's, um, let's, let's. Uh... Oh, okay, also, steroids for the most part are injected okay. straight into your muscle, into your ass cheek. That's where they put them. Because I used to work with a bartender. When I was when I was uh, living in Sydney, when I was about eighteen years Wait, old, that? into your ass cheek, you, you just pump the needle straight into the muscle. You don't put it into your vein. Only in the ass, the steroids. Well, the the, the ass is the most forgiving. If you've ever had like a, one of those um, antibiotics for like chlamydia, which uh-huh. I know you have, Forrest, right? Yes. 
Um, I've talked about it. Yes. Talking, yeah. I didn't have it, and I got it. I didn't have it either. Yeah. I had an infected <laughs> testicle from riding on a Peloton. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that in the commercials. commercial. Yeah. That, was, that was, I had one of my balls. This is, we'll go on a de deviation here. One of my testicles one day, remember I was at work? I just started, it started hurting a little bit. I remember that everyone remembers the testicle the thing. The entire yes. office. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then it started throbbing and throbbing and throbbing. And then it swelled up like a fucking grapefruit. Like yeah. it was no good. You talked about it on Conan. Yeah, yeah. well, that was yeah. the thing. Is I had yeah. to cancel Conan because I couldn't physically sit down. Yeah. I had to, I couldn't, I, I would have, no, it would have been all right to sit on the stage at Conan, yeah. but I couldn't have done the walk. I was walking with a limp and just going, oh! <laughs> right? Anyway, that day, some reporter wrote that the reason I didn't go on Conan was because I got drunk the night before and I was too hungover yeah. to get on the screen. Fucking fuck you, you cunt. I remember that day and I was like, where's Jim? And somebody just casually walked by like, oh, he's coming blood. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you talking about this so casually? Yeah, yeah, um, I was shooting blood out the end of me dick. It wasn't, it wasn't a good day. And then they put an ultrasound on it like I was a pregnant woman on me scrotum. And this testicle was just going boom, boom. <laughs> it was like a fucking like, heart. Am I pregnant? It was like it was like a heart was in my scrotum. It was fucking bad, man. So they they inject. The point of the story is they injected my ass with this needle. Steroids. There you go. Yeah, they they injected straight into the muscle. Where if you do a drug like heroin or something like that, you inject it into your vein. This is just pumped straight into the body. In that okay. in that regard. So I'm gonna ask you one more question, and I can see Billy's chumming the bit to correct you or not correct you or grade you at least. Uh, one more question. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with billy so do you know what the mitchell report is the mitchell report was the report on uh steroid use in baseball oh. we're gonna take a quick break yep and yeah we'll be back with billy corbin okay guys if you want to smell my balls <laughs> do it tomorrow <laughs> because i have all these products here from manscape uh make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them manscape Promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls, thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. No, right. Nick's. I believe you use this product. I have many of their products. I have the Lawnmower, which if you're gonna shave your your ball, it's it doesn't cut you. It it's, it works perfectly. And I also have the Plow. It's like their regular razor. It's like a it's every all their products. I haven't used the ball cleaner yet though. I used but, to just use the clippers that I use on my face, and yeah. I've several times I've nicked my testicles. So you're saying this won't nick my testicles? No, it's the best. I'm telling you, it's an it's like magic. This product. It's I like, here have got testicle perfume. I don't think that's what it's called. I what have. What's it called on there? Ball deodorant. Okay, just ball, ball deodorant. What's the other one called? Uh, it's called uh, cologne. Okay. Testicle. <laughs> uh, I got. Who has ever heard of this pro such products? Hair and body wash. Where do they come up with these days? <laughs> uh, and foot deodorant. Yeah, I could use that. I could use that. Everything that smells on your body is going to smell better. Manscape is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with its new improved lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a tone and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine and keeping your balls smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. I, I have a sneaky suspicion my balls don't smell as fresh as they could. <laughs> but I can never get my nose right down there, but people don't enjoy, they don't like them. I, you've never taken your, okay. I, <laughs> I, take, I put my finger down there and then sniff my finger. I do that. 
It's going to be fun after this. After this, my finger's going to smell good. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. For a limited time, subscribers will get not one, but two free gifts. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code I don't know. That's I D O N T K N O W at manscaped.com. That's M A N S C A P E D. Dot com manscaped that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code i don't know do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job hey we're back um so jim has just told us everything he thinks he knows about steroids steroids and baseball and we asked him a couple other questions so billy corbin is with us uh the director and writer of screwball um on netflix so billy how do you feel jim did on one through ten ten being the best on accuracy on his knowledge of steroids and baseball extraordinarily impressive yeah. hey i i i honestly would everything he said was basically on point or at least had that veneer of truthiness where uh he, he was accurate enough or you could tell obviously knew his shit if mm-hmm. not to a t so i i had to give him I'd give me eight and a half. I'm going to call my next special veneer of truthiness. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> eight and a half. Yeah, that was uh, all right. Good score there. I'm what? starting to feel like this podcast is going to give Jim just like unstoppable no, confidence. This is this is like yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna. I mean, we're we, gonna create a monster here. We got to start picking some topics that we know we're just going to tank them. Yeah. I guess that's like. But uh, but Your demise uh, is coming soon. Jim. So on um your believability, right? I'm confident. I forget yeah. every time. Yeah. It's almost the same thing, isn't it? Sort of. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say uh, he wasn't as like in your face about it today. So I'm going to go confidence was a nine. Oh, that's still really good. That's yeah. 17 and a half points so far. Yeah. Uh, um, believability, uh, you were a lot better than the, the, you know some of the other subjects we've done. So. Um, well, I knew nothing about the last one. I really bullshitted my way through yeah. that one. <laughs> this, this has a, the, yeah, but... Uh, I'm going to give you a seven. That's pretty hard. So Ugh. that's 25.5, which puts you as a baby Einstein. In our All category. right. I know that you said the baby Einstein would be dumb. Yeah, yeah he would. He, yeah, didn't, but, he didn't talk till he was five. Well, you're not. The baby Einstein yeah. would just be like <laughs> rolling around. Yeah. Well, with his stupid hair. Yeah. Well, that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that the baby still had the hair. Yeah, still had the hair. <laughs> I always love when people have that picture of Einstein. There's, there's certain photos of a picture of Einstein with his tongue sticking out. All right, that that floats your boat. Or the picture of Johnny Cash giving the finger. That one yeah. boils my fucking blood. Well, here's the thing. Um, Billy said you knew Johnny that, Cash. that you were pretty accurate on a lot of stuff, but also there's a lot of stuff that you don't know about um, this subject, so we're going to get into that. So, Billy, uh, welcome to the show. You haven't spoken much yet, but thanks for being here. Um, I don't know where you want to start. Talking about like steroids in general or steroids of baseball, or if you want to talk about specifically some of the stuff in the documentary of Screwball. But, you know, as far as um, like steroids in sports, Jim was talking about the first athlete to ever use steroids in the 60s. Is that correct? Or is that, do you know when the first? No, I mean, it's, it's a lot earlier than that. But then there's also the difference between uh, anabolic steroids and what Jim was talking about, which is HGH, which is mm-hmm. a much more contemporary. Uh, version of HGH is actually not a steroid, but all of this falls under the umbrella of performance enhancing drugs. So if you go back to even the 1800s, you have baseball players that were doing, you know, miracle elixir type of shit that were drawn from the testicles of various uh, creatures 
um, that they were injecting into themselves. Um, yeah, but but, that, but did that chemically change them, or was that just just bullshit? Was that th- there's it's it's tough to say. Uh, there were certain people that proselytized about it. There was a pitcher uh, out of Pittsburgh, uh, Pud Galvin, in 1889, who was really the earliest Pud. Yeah, a uh, Pud. Yeah, Pud yeah. Galvin. He mm. was the earliest. Um, I, he's credited as one of the first, if not the first, baseball player to admit to using steroids, and he he believed in it he was like i'm gonna take this these this liquid from the testicles or extracted from the testicles of dogs and guinea pigs and inject it into myself or as forrest calls it breakfast uh, and- <laughs> <laughs> so you two you two know each other right yeah how do, you, how do you know each other? Miami connection. Yeah. Miami connection? Well, you're both part of the cartel? What are you yeah. fucking I know, talking about? More specific. There's always a Miami connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, you're from Miami as well, right? I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. yeah you're f- you did bath salts together? What was? Um, what are you talking about, Miami connection? Well, well I met Billy at a comedy club years ago because uh, Billy's a big comedy fan. And um, in, it was, uh, and he, I'll, I'll, almost all of your documentaries, right? And there's maybe a few, but most of them have some connection tie back into Miami or, or Florida or South Florida in general. And uh, I know there's a few, but uh, yeah. Almost always, including Screwball, which focuses on the biogenesis steroid scandal with uh, Alex Rodriguez and Tony Bosch. Yeah, it's all places, I all the bars that, that all these characters met at, and I'm like the Sports Grill in South Miami and Monty, there's all these places I've drank and ate at and stuff. And so, so it's like, yeah, but I know, I know Billy from Miami. I've, I've run into him in the airport a million times, like probably not a million, but a couple times, like, uh, you know, flying to and from LA. I like stuff. how you stipulated it wasn't a million. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, wow, that's a lot of The rest of, of us was like, wow, you really have seen each other a lot. You went, oh, I exaggerated then. That was the exaggeration a couple of times. This, so, so yeah, it says, it says that Pud Galvin, it was something called Brown Sequard Elixir. Okay, well, why, why we're on this? Why, what is it with baseball players having stupid names? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, did his parents call him Pud or was Pud a nickname? Uh, See, this is the thing that it's like if I went to a school with a kid named Pud Galvin, then you'd be like, what are the co- like, what a coincidence? And you're like, you're saying that yeah. about Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pud Galvin. Yeah, I don't know a single other Pud. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Babe's yeah, Babe, Jock Peterson. Jock's his real name, isn't Rusty, it? Yeah, Rusty Cunts. Yeah, Jock- Rusty Cunts. Oh, yeah. Who's Rusty Cunts? Rusty. Well, I think they say it's pronounced Coons, but I pronounce it Rusty Cunts. His it's name's K-U-N. Rusty Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about Misty Hyman, the swimmer? Do you remember Misty uh, Hyman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who called it? There was a swimmer, American swimmer called Misty Hyman, who used to, she was in the Olympics. Oh. But it says Pud here was a dominant pitcher, so it did work. And oh yeah, he's the first MLB pitcher I think to win 300 games. Holy cow! And then it's a this is a Babe Ruth was said to try injecting himself with sheep testicles, but it didn't work. It made him ill. Why did Babe? <laughs> why did Babe Ruth do that? Yeah, I don't get the point. Like, so Babe Ruth now is injecting himself. He, all he did was drink beer and eat hot dogs, right? They reckon, and then just you know, sleep around. All that well, type yeah. of stuff. There's, there's actually a really good reason for that. Um, the baseball season because it's one of fun. It's just so fun. But it's one of the most grueling in professional sports. I mean, even though it kind of seems like they're one CBA away from hitting the ball and jumping on a golf cart between bases, like they still have a 162 game season in 180 days. So these guys are are worn summer. out, and yeah, they're looking they're yeah. looking for anything that they can do. And even back in the 50s, 
you had the Yankees like Mickey Mantle and uh, Whitey Ford and Billy Martin who were all, up all night like 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 you saw in Miami, uh, Forrest, you know, yeah. at like the Copacabana. And then they have to wake up for a 1 p.m. game tomorrow. They were doing they were popping greenies, which are basically amphetamines, you know, mm, uh, pep Jesus. pills. And so there was always a performance enhancing drug. Steroids is, is synthetic testosterone. But whether it was that or it was something to some some form of speed ball players have been doing it forever and it was really you were close with the 60s uh the mitchell report places it about 1973 mm. that steroids were really caught on in in, in oh, 73 oh wow and so yeah. but that's the question you're asking jim is like why would barry bonds or a rod or these guys were already hall of famers without doing steroids so like why would they do them because like, they well, want to be even better yeah but they were already great you know, like A Rod was on the cover but, of Sports Illustrated in high school. Like he was already good. You know, I was like, but there's a couple. Like remember, you were talking about uh, Jim was talking about the the home run race in 1998, which uh, which was uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. That was the other right, game. Sammy Sosa. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, you were you were close. But Barry Bonds. I wasn't came close. Up so I didn't say your name at all. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got it. <laughs> I said I. You I, said I, the other guy. You were close. I, the other guy. <laughs> But you said you said Barry Bonds, and you were right. He came up after McGuire and beat yeah. the McGuire record. McGuire beat the Maris record, and then uh, Barry Bonds came up behind him. But all three of those guys were juicing, every single one of them. And after the 94-95 strike in Major League Baseball, which was the longest uh, work stoppage in the history of the league, it was the longest work stoppage in professional sports at that time in history until the NHL beat it out years later. But it was also the first time since 1904 that they canceled the World Series, you know, the whole postseason. Mm -hmm. And really, there was legitimate concern that America's pastime was dead. And it was that home run race in 1998 that brought the mm. eyeballs and the attention and the imagination of, of America did, and the did, world. Did back you on say that saved the, steroids saved the sport? Oh, really? Yeah. Steroids did, saved the sport. Yeah. Did you say there was also a World Series canceled in 84? What was that all about? That was no, 1904. 1904. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, because Jim is a big baseball fan, but you didn't get into what year? I got into baseball in the year 2000. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew nothing about the sport until then. How I got into it was I used to party a, a lot. Um, hmm. Oh, no, no. It was even <laughs> later than that. I, no, I got, I got into baseball about 2007, mm -hmm. right? So what happened was I used to party a lot around then. And I used to get in, and for whatever reasons, I couldn't sleep. In England. After I, I was going out, I couldn't sleep. But in England. In England, yeah. yeah. And so they would play on just a regular channel, one baseball game every night at like two in the morning because it was English time. Yeah. And so I used to stay up and watch it. And I set myself a little task to figure out the sport. This is, I didn't have the internet or anything at this stage. I had to figure out the sport just by watching it. So it took me a year to figure out what RBI was. There was meant. the internet in 2007. Oh, I didn't have it. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I still I, doesn't know how to use it. Yeah, I didn't have it. If I had to use it, I had to go to like a cafe or something. Were you I, a terrorist? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't own a computer. I remember once yeah. saying to a to another comic who brought his laptop into a fucking dressing room, like berating the cunt, just yeah. going, what the fuck? Are you a businessman? Uh, yeah, Why like would the... a fucking comedian ever need a computer? Like just thinking, yeah. well, this isn't going to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to watch baseball uh, late at night all by myself. And then the first thing I did when I came to America, and it was about 2008 when I first came to America just to, you know, have some meetings and stuff like that. The uh, first thing I did was I went and saw the Dodgers play. 
And it was uh, Nomar Garcia Para uh, bobblehead night. That's how yeah. I remember it. That's where you can find the date. Yeah. And uh, it was very exciting, but we, we lost. And this was the days before Uber, mm-hmm. right? Where I just called up a cab and he was like, uh, no. <laughs> come get you from Dodger Stadium. Can you, a Dodger Can you come and get me from Dodger Stadium? So Have I you been to Dodger Stadium, Billy, ever? It's it's a nightmare no, to get in and out. It's, it's, I've been there. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a nightmare to get in and out of. If no one, if you, if you've never been. Also, there. it was pretty rough back then too. Yeah. In two thousand eight. Yeah, I walked down to like Silver Lake or whatever, yeah. and then and then yeah. you know, tried to. But this is when it, when it, when LA was like everyone was just drink driving. Yeah. Like no one gave a fuck yeah. because you just couldn't. Uber saved so many lives. Yeah. Uh, one day we'll do a show on Uber. Yeah. Oh, I know everything about them. Oh. They're a fucking game changer. My life picked up so much. <laughs> <laughs> so Wally baseball Park is really easy to get into oh yeah no, nobody goes there yeah no one goes there you can park your car in the stand <laughs> <laughs> you can you can go to marlin's like games and watch stadium. it like a drive yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome yeah. that actually would be really cool <laughs> yeah until your windscreen gets smashed in by a home run <laughs> it's, it's funny 2007 the year you got into baseball is the year that the mitchell report uh, came out yeah. uh, actually, and which was all precipitated by the Balco scandal on the West Coast in the uh, San Francisco uh, Bay Area. And that's what really blew steroids in baseball wide open. We all knew what was going on because Mark McGuire went from like this skinny kid into mm-hmm. like a neck like my waist, you know, like over, you know, over an off season, basically. So right. everybody knew, but nobody cared because they were smacking these balls to Guantanamo every game and it was a big thrill to watch that i'm sure uh, i'm sure his neck was a lot more solid than your waist i don't want to be mean but <laughs> i'm certain of that <laughs> and, and but it was but it was the, it was it the was, thickness it was the of same my waist. thickness <laughs> and, of my waist. and the whole thing about saving baseball it's not understated because i was starting to fall out of like i started to stop watching baseball i've, I've always been basketball guy but baseball is like my the second my second favorite sport to watch now but after, for a while it's falling out and then that year I went to a Marlins game when the Cardinals came to town and McGuire hit two home runs and the Marlins weren't drawing that either. And the place was packed. I mean, the whole stadium was packed just to watch Mark McGuire hit home runs. So it's not understated and major league baseball, like even in your documentary and and you're saying it's like, they were all for it. They were all for it. Did they turn a blind eye because of this? Unquestionably. Oh, Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Bud Selig was the steroid commissioner. He's in the, he's in the, the hall of fame. He should have an asterisk by his name. I mean, nobody profited more from steroids in baseball than the commissioner of baseball, Bud Selig. And yeah. that's how this all, this bio, this whole thing came to a head is that he wanted to give the impression by the time the 2000s rolled around that he was actually going to take action and do something about it. And they made a deal with the, uh, with the players, you know, with the, the union, the players union, that they were going to te- anonymously test players in like 2003 and if fewer, if more than 5% of the players tested positive for steroids, they were going to institute a regular random testing regimen under the agreement that all of the results of the test would be destroyed. So two things happened. Spoiler alert, there was more than 5% uh, of players that tested positive for steroids. So by 05, they instituted a regular testing how, regimen. How, how much more? Yeah. Uh, we don't know. They never released that that statistic. But well, I do. Seventeen percent. Seventeen. They banned steroids in baseball in '91, but never really had a a way of enforcing that. So by 2005, they had a way of enforcing that. But here's the interesting thing: 
they didn't destroy the test results as they promised. Someone at the laboratory absconded with them and leaked them to the press in 2009 when we discovered that all these guys, including A-Rod, uh, had all tested positive back in 03 for steroid use, all the while having denied that they ever used steroids. And in the interim, you had the Balco scandal in 02, you had the congressional hearings uh, by 0405. You had George W. Bush mention steroids in baseball in his State of the Union in 2004, like this was some sort of federal case. Barry Bonds, of course, was charged with lying to a grand jury with perjury and obstruction of justice uh, in the investi in the steroid and baseball investigation. Uh, and this whole clusterfuck uh, basically uh, created the Mitchell Report, which led baseball players to say, okay, how can we cheat without violating the new rules? And that was the shift from anabolic steroids and synthetic testosterone into human growth hormone and into real testosterone treatments, all of which is legal if it happens with a doctor, with a prescription, with a legitimate pharmacist, but it was illegal and banned all the while in professional sports. And, and the problem was so, so it's, 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 yeah. it's legal for me to take steroids. Is that what you're telling me? With a doctor and a prescription and a and a legit pharmacist, but that's It'll help the you too. So this because isn't this isn't the animal stuff that I was talking about. No, well, it turned into that because they they banned the other stuff. Right? Okay. They banned well, they banned it, but then what happened was the players had to move into the black market because they were on the down low. They had to move into the illicit underworld yeah. of, of and testosterone. Is and, is and taking steroids good for you? I heard that if, if you if you take steroids. Okay, so what happened to what's his name, the bicycle rider who took him? Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. He got the cancer. I heard this might be a, um, you have to monitor it because everything in your body grows. Everything grows, not your organs, but everything grows. So a tumor might be small, and then the the the, the steroids can enhance the tumor, and it'll grow along with muscles. Is that correct, or is that a fallacy? There, there. The science is in dispute, but there is statistical data that shows that there is a higher rate of uh, cancer also in your offspring people who abuse steroids can pass along there's a i think a higher rate of childhood of, of childhood cancer of autism in the offspring of people who have used oh, steroids. So, so that's why a lot sure of athletes a lot of athletes it seems like a lot of athletes have autistic children like i'm not just, just like saying that it just seems like it's a high percentage. I don't know if that's like. Well, okay, I don't want to say anything mean here, but they're athletes, <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, and they're having children with models. Yeah. And you, you're expecting these. They're fucking, not autistic. You're expecting Einstein's to fall out of these fucking people. Come on now. Okay. Um, you know what's interesting though, Billy, because uh, and the, in the documentary and Screwball is well, you just said that these athletes had to turn to the black market, like Balco. I'd never seen the storefront of Balco till Screwball, the documentary. And also the biogenesis. I didn't know where that was, but I know exactly where it is. It's in Coral Gables. It's right where the manatees, like, because I used to be a marine biologist. Everybody knows that. Um, it's where manatees gather. But they're like these kind of shithole office fronts that these super high-profile athletes were dealing with. It's like, it was crazy. So in states like California and Florida, where there are, are young people and also people getting older who want to preserve their youth, there was this explosion of anti-aging clinics in the zeros. And these were clinics run by in many cases, shady operators, people who were just entrepreneurs who would essentially rent the DEA numbers and the prescription pads of legitimate doctors. And in Florida, we have a lot of retired doctors who are on the golf course all day and not making any money. So they would get a piece of the action by being the medical director at these anti-aging clinics like 
Biogenesis, which were really nothing more than strip mall storefront businesses. Right. And they get to put a doctor's name on the door, but there was no doctor there. There was a dude in there who was illegally prescribing these drugs. And then when he couldn't keep up with the demand anymore or he couldn't get uh, prescription pads, he would go to the black market and wind up with guys making synthetic testosterone and HGH in their garages in South Florida. And so, you know, you basically had these uh, players who were dealing with baseball players who were dealing with a fake doctor, a guy who called himself doctor, but was not a, and wore a lab coat, but wasn't actually a doctor who was writing illegal prescriptions and selling God knows what for these guys to ingest and inject. That reminds me of when uh, in California, you had to have a medical card to get marijuana. Mm -hmm. And I went in to, get, to go see a doctor on Venice Beach. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was one of these ones where there, there was a guy at the front of this doctor's surgery in a big foam uh, weed leaf, like dancing around going, come in, get a prescription, right? <laughs> and so I went, oh, I want to get involved in that, right? So I go in, I go in, there's no doctor. They just sat me down at a card table and they flipped open a computer and it was like a doctor on its on on his lunch break yeah. eating a sandwich and playing solitaire on a laptop <laughs> yeah. right and and he goes he goes uh he goes uh so what uh symptoms do you have uh and i went uh i, I was going to go in there with i have headaches and i also have i had this whole whole <laughs> list same thing. whole list yeah. of shit that i was going to say to get my weed card yeah. right and i started like this i was going to go i have headaches and i also have acute um problems with sleeping and sometimes i have pain in my lower back and i was going to go on about all these things so i, I definitely get my weed card and all i did was i went I, I have headaches and he goes and do you think that marijuana would help i do okay go to the front counter <laughs> that's literally that's exactly what happened to me i was like stressed out like rehearsing my speech and i was like i have trouble sleeping he's like okay sign this and i was like what the fuck just happened yeah it was the easiest fucking thing yeah. i've ever done was get a weed card it took seconds which ma it makes it ridiculous that you even have to even go in there it's like why couldn't i just do it online i remember my girlfriend was like you're on a list now you're on a list they'll know that you're a weed taker and i'm like, <laughs> a weed taker. And a I'm weed like taker. yeah like, well that's no good um, Jim, when you got into the Dodgers, was Manny Ramirez on the team? Or? Uh, that was the last year. Uh, no, that was before Manny um, um, Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, before that. Okay, because so in the documentary, which I'm sure you're going to watch after, it's really good. What happened to him? He's like playing in the Mexico League now or well, something, I'm right? I'm sure Billy can tell you. Yeah, because he's, he's featured in the documentary. So He was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, M Manny literally, because uh, you would, I think he signed his Dodgers deal in what, 09, uh, I think. It was Correct. a a two-year, $45 million deal, and this speaks to your question earlier, why would these guys do it for $45 million for two years? Mm. And he was he had been going to Tony Bosch, Dr. Uh, Tony Bosch, uh, and Biogenesis in Coral Gables, Florida, for, I guess, almost two years at that point. And he was look, getting testosterone therapy. Um, I think Tony Bosch had tested his blood and said he had like the testosterone level of like a 90 year old man. And so he was trying to give him his groove back and testosterone was illegal in baseball, banned, a banned substance. And that's how Manny got his groove back. And I suspect, by the way, that a lot of this may have been a placebo effect because mm. this guy was a, a coke addict, Tony Bosch, and he was running, burning through money. It mm. was going right up his nose. So I think at some point he wasn't even able to, to secure the product he needed. I was probably pumping these guys with sugar water, but that's how superstitious athletes are. They, he, Manny started to to play better and and nailed that contract for 45 mil in, in uh, Oh, So you think, you think maybe it wasn't even enhancing for him? Well, he did get busted. Yeah. 
So what what is like testosterone? Because I think, okay, so I'm losing my hair, right? So that means I've got higher rates of testosterone, right? That means I have a higher rate of it or is that bullshit? I don't know. I don't know. Because I've never, okay, I'll tell you this. I, 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 I've i never missed an erection. <laughs> it's always it's always taken a while. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you might have to work it and play with it a bit. But it always <laughs> it always turns up to the party eventually. I'm not going to work it. What do you mean? Oh, I'll have to work it. There's a lot of swearing and saying, I hate you in the mirror to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, because in the in the doc, I, I love the part where they go to the Alex Rodriguez's place and he opens the door and he, that's what he said. Like Tony Bosch says, the first words out of his mouth were, I want what Manny had, right? And that was after Manny got busted. Yeah. You're right. Manny, Manny pissed dirty in 09. And um, and then uh, uh, A-Rod was right on top of it. A-Rod wasn't like, I want to avoid this guy or I don't want to do what he did. A-Rod was you know, getting up there in years. He was getting older. He wasn't able to perform the way that he used to. And uh, you know, he was probably nearing, obviously closer to the end of his career than the beginning of it. And he wanted to, to get that pet back in his, in his step. And he went to, to Tony Bosch and said, I want what Manny was taking, even though he knew that Manny was juicing and Manny had had failed his drug test. Well, here's a question I have. I don't know. So why is it always baseball? There's they're definitely taking steroids in other sports. Why is they're, it always? Well, they, they always find it out in the Olympics. The Olympics are really cracked down on it. And they, yeah. they, like they had what in Russia they were passing piss through fucking walls and shit. But they've got to be taking it in football for sure. And then the German swimmers. Remember the German swimmers where those like I was about to say those bitches were. <laughs> there were some big ass bitches swimming <laughs> swimming for that German team, right? Yeah. They, and then the, like, I remember like like I think it was China. There was that, that girl who got out of the pool and she had the muscles of Arnold Schwarzenegger on her back, like in a swimsuit. Yeah, but know? major sports, like football. The Olympics uh, is a major sport. But, but, lots nah, of people watch it. But you know what I'm saying? But like football, basketball, even even like soccer, there's got to be something. That, I don't know if it would help as much with not soccer. Not to bulk up in soccer, but the, to get the energy or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, to get speed because runners do it, right? Like runners are always on steroids, right? The car... Carl Lewis and help you to heal from injury as well. So what's so, the what's the downside? It sounds like steroids are awesome. You haven't said any downside. <laughs> well, I, I think it does beg the question: Who gives a shit about yeah. steroids in professional sports? Right. You know that that you know uh, Adderall is a performance enhancing drug. So if your kid does Adderall and gets into Yale, and my kid doesn't do Adderall and doesn't get into Yale, didn't your kid cheat? Isn't that a performance enhancing? drug ostensibly it's the question of who gives a shit i think who does give a shit actually is whatever percentage of professional athletes who are competing in your league and members of your players association or union that don't want to poison their bodies and don't want to possibly endanger their offspring they say that's not fair because in order to compete i have to fucking cheat i have to do drugs i have to poison my body and they don't want to do that so it's ah, just, it's, do you want it or not they're nerds yeah <laughs> go for it <laughs> fucking fucking knocks well, because baseball i mean mlb the commissioner they really on um, still kind of want them to cheat though right they're, they're, even though they say they're testing and they're then they're suspending people i mean you know if, if if all things being equal do you think like they would be like well yeah. listen Professional sports has turned into what everything in this country, including politics, has become, which is the WWE. You know, and so it's all about storylines. I mean, how else is A-Rod? Do, do they the take steroids? The people in the WWE. <laughs> no. Is this is this steroid use in that? Hart. 
I hate to break your heart and, and crush your heroes, but it's possible that there is some steroid. Let's just go on a little detour now about the WWE. <laughs> when I was a kid, I find anyone who supports, like I know Ron Funches really likes it. I like Ron, Ron a lot, yeah. but I find that weird. Adults who watch it. My friend Brendan Burns watches it. Uh, loves Kate, it. Katie Dirks is, she has a podcast about she, they People who love wrestling. Yeah. It's, like, who am I to tell people what they can and can't enjoy, right? Yeah. So obviously they enjoy it, but I don't get it. Mm -mm. I'm like, what the fuck is it? You, you, when you, after you know it's fake, why would you ever watch it? Yeah, I was into it as a kid and now I'm just like, whatever. My right. son, my son, once he found out it was fake, he went off it. He was like, oh. Oh, he's already off it. Yeah, he just went, nah, it's not, it's not real. He's clean off of WWE. It's a, it's a telenovela with gladiators. It's theater with gladiators. It's, you know, it's it, people watch it for the Yeah, but box. when I was a kid, you had George the Animal Steel, and he was like a mentally challenged fella who used to start, <laughs> he used to start eating, he eating the corner like foam. <laughs> right? right, and then you had, then you had uh, definitely, he definitely was special. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, dude. Just like, yeah. yeah, when you were a kid, he was a simpleton who used to just come and whack people around, right? <laughs> then you had Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah. who was just a Scottish bloke. Who then there was like Jake the Snake. Now Jake the Snake's move was. When he beat you up, he would then put a snake on you. <laughs> that would that would choke you out until you started foam. They must have put foam things in their mouth and the snake wasn't because it looked like oh, someone yeah, was yeah. dying. Yeah, it was right. They made it look like it was getting poisoned, but it was a constrictor. It would never get him. No, no, no. They would choke around the neck and then they'd start foaming from the oh, mouth like because ah, yeah. they were dying, right? Yeah. So you'd watch he'd he'd kill people with a snake. <laughs> they, then but they were all fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you had uh the, 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 the Bushwhack brothers or whatever which were the ones that like farmer boys who used to... Uh, who was the guy with the piece of wood? Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Oh, I don't know. I, oh, I, he had a piece of... Just had a giant piece of wood and he'd go... But he'd I, I liked how the, the, the stereotypes... There was one guy who was just like a yuppie millionaire, right? And he'd just show up and in a suit, <laughs> right? With, with like a cravat on. And everyone would be like, oh, damn him and his money, right? And then you, you, you had the managers back in the day, Mr. Fuji, who was just like this Asian stereotype who'd just stand off to the side and he would, if your head was hanging out and no one was watching, he'd whack your head with a chair and then, he, and then he'd run away. Totally right? legal. Yeah, totally legal, right? And then, yeah, well, obviously you had, you had uh, Hulk Hogan who would get concussed. He'd be dead. His hand would be flopping. Up and down, and then they lift the hand up, and it would stay. And he'd point the finger, and he'd be back to full power. <laughs> not, just, not just full power; he would have full power plus more. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying was, it was fun back in the day, but now all the people are like the Undertaker and stuff. It's all dark and fucking. I feel like in independent wrestling, there are a lot more creative things because, like, Katie did a documentary on Joey Ryan, and his whole shtick is that the competitor grabs his dick, and he has so much power in his penis that it like overtakes them, and they can't they can't let go of his. They can't dick. let go of his dick. And then he does this move where he like twists, and then the person flips, and that's how he knocks them. That's out. what her documentary is about. Yeah, that guy, oh, the Joey Ryan story. It's fucking it. great. It's loud. really good. Oh. Ah, uh, fuck it. I, I want to watch some wrestling now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty amped about it. I'm, cool. um, so I'm working on a documentary about Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, nice. Are you really? Oh, nice. A, he, he, a Florida man. Florida I, man. I like the documentary on Georgie Animal. Not Georgie Animal, still fucking uh, Andre, the Giant. Andre the Giant. That was a good one. Andre the yes, Giant. I, Andre the, the Giant used to shit in buckets on planes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Billy? <laughs> you, you, you don't, Jim? 
No, no, I'm I'm a perfect size. For, who who here has ever fucked in in an airplane toilet? No, no, no. I've had several wanks in them. <laughs> Why? Oh. I haven't. I've had. I've had maybe ten Why ten wanks in airplane. An airplane toilet. It's disgusting. Well, it's it's private. Shit in there. What I do is I turn the phone onto porn and I put it in the mirror so I can watch it and listen to it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, and then, I, because because I'm on, I'm on so many long recently, flights. Recently, you have. I, I don't want to say it. this guy. <laughs> I, I, right, but anyway, so was I on a plane with you when you did it? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so the thing is, you do I do yeah. that so that I can go to sleep because if I'm on a long haul flight, I go I need a nap now. But I I tell you what, if I've had a wank in a plane, uh, the 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 cubicles cleaner than when when I went in there. <laughs> I clean up brilliantly. It's like a crime scene. I mop up <laughs> the whole the thing. There's no, there's nothing there. You could go in there with a bloody ultraviolet light. You wouldn't see it. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a break. Uh, I think everyone needs to relax. To... I have a network sitcom. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Forrest, very clearly you work out. That's what people say about me. Yeah. Uh, when you do work out, do you listen to music? Yeah, I listen to music, podcasts, yeah. And how do you listen to them with cumbersome earphones that have wires hanging off them that everyone can hear what you're hearing? I have a boombox I put on my shoulder. It's very convenient to work out that way. Why is there a better way? There is a better way. Wow. Okay. You could get wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start earbuds start at half the price of any other wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the top brands you already know. The newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design, that, that gives you that nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or, or binging podcasts. Yeah, I, I use Raybud, Ray. <laughs> I use Raycon earbuds during my last date, and I couldn't hear my girlfriend at all. It was heaven. <laughs> Unlike your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. I hate stems. Oh, they make yeah. you look like a so fucking dis- asshole. so distracting. Yeah, people Seeds. have their bloody the, the wires hanging out of yeah. them. What year is it? 2004? <laughs> 2017. Yeah. yeah. Unlike some other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no this. dangling wires. I've already said that. We <laughs> just got upset about this. <laughs> I still, I'm still angry. <laughs> Say it again. Just wanted to emphasize this point. The company was co-founded by Ray J. Hey, if you want to watch his tape, you have the earbuds on. <laughs> you can do that. And other celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, and even Melissa Etheridge. Why, why, why even? Why even? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't fit in there. It's like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, and even Melissa yeah. Etheridge. Uh, are obsessed with Raycons. Yeah. Pick up a pair and see what all the hype is about. Go on. Do it. Call to action. (laughs) (laughs) Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash I don't know. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash I-D-O-N-T-K-N-O-W for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash I don't know. Okay, we're back. All right, we're back. While we were on break, Kelly told us a story because <laughs> I mentioned masturbating on planes. 
Kelly mm. just made out with a stranger when she was 15 on yep. a plane. Tell us more. Uh, we were flying back from Hawaii. I was with my parents. And if I start masturbating, just keep telling the story. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I actually prefer when people <laughs> masturbate during this story. Uh, the flight wasn't full, so I had moved back a few rows. He had moved forward a few rows. He was with his family, too, and it was an overnight flight. You were with your family. Yeah. The best part is then when we got off the flight, we were had a connecting flight. and So, so it was all dark because it was yeah, a nighttime was flight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what we, I saw him. I was walking with my dad. I saw him in the airport because he had a connecting flight too. And I waved to him and my dad goes, what, did you make out with him or something? And I was like, oh, shit. Does it, so I think my dad had walked to the bathroom and seen me making out with some stranger. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good state. Go, go, go. I was that, I was that stranger. Oh, really? Uh, Wait, not your name was Chris Watkins. <clears throat> wow. He's Mormon. I, I, one, t- one time when I was about oh, six, 17, I was, I, I had my, no, when I was 16, 16, there was, a, there was a girl that I was sleeping with, right? It was the second bird I ever had sex with. And she was over at my parents' house. My parents had gone to bed and I was just out. I was meant to be, uh, we were meant to be in separate rooms, right? Mm-hmm. But we were in the living room. And I was going down on her. She still was in her dress, like a summery dress. This is the 90s. This is how we all dressed. You know, those floral type of long dresses, right? Yeah, I used to wear those. And I was, I was going down on her. She was sitting on the sofa and I was going down on her. And then my father came out to get a drink from the fridge. And he walked into the room. It was dark. So she just put her skirt over my head. <laughs> so I just my legs are just still sticking out the bottom of her thing. <laughs> And then I just stayed still just with my mouth and a vagina, just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my dad went and got a drink and then he left and he went off to the fucking, he went back to bed, acted like he never saw it. Now, to this day, I don't know if he was just being polite and not mentioning the whole thing or if he never saw it. I don't uh, see how he could have not seen it. He probably it. just thinks she had a really weird body. Some hairy <laughs> legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just having a huge baby. <laughs> Her legs are facing the wrong way, upside down. Hasn't this podcast taken a violent turn? Yeah. So here we well, go. We like Let's pull it back to a couple there, of things. There's a 0% chance that there is not some creepy dude with his ear to the lavatory door the next time you're on a flight, yeah. Jim. Yeah, Jeff. Ah, fuck, I've blown it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jeffries. Um, okay, so a couple things. First, you uh, all do it. All you people sitting at home. All you people in your cars right now with your bloody I've never done it in you a I think pu- they're masturbating to this podcast. I've never done it in yeah. a I've never done it in a public toilet. Never had a wank in a public toilet. Yeah, yeah. as well you shouldn't. You shouldn't have done it on an airplane <laughs> one either. If you want to have sex with somebody else in an airplane, I still don't get that. But the, Did the, you ever when we were in the Jim Jeffrey show, did you ever have a wank at work? No. No, I didn't have a private yeah, you, office. You had a beautiful office. I shared an office with two other writers. One of them was a woman. You're a better you're a better man than me. <laughs> I had I had my own office in it. You never had I don't I'm not, I'm, I shared an office with Kelly the first year, yeah. so and I just met her, so I didn't think that was a good icebreaker. And then uh But you then would I, jerk off around me now, right? Just oh, yeah, just, yeah. just for no, I never did. Um <laughs> so do, getting back to steroids, do you so how do you feel, Jim? Like about like you just said, what's the downside to them? Do you think they should be allowed to do them? Because I think they should be allowed to just. I I'm always been like, what are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> steroids, oh, steroids, yeah. steroids, performance enhancing. Um, I think um, 
I think they should regulate it and let them use it. And that way they wouldn't have to get them off the black market. And they put some parameters on the thing so that people aren't hurting themselves. What parameters? Um, don't do too much of this. <laughs> pretty, pretty strict. <laughs> that, that would be the parameters. You, you do too much, you'll fuck yourself up. So you're only allowed this many tablets. You're only allowed this many uh-huh. whatever. Oh, but that doesn't work, though, does it? Because then some cunt would take fucking more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Billy, I don't know. You did the whole doc on this. I mean, where do you... Because you kind of don't really take that side in this document. You kind of just say what happened. There's a few things at the end where you might meant, but... Like where you have a couple clips of people. Like I think the uh, like Sylvester Pedro Stallone Gomez saying he's this. in his seventies and he looks great. And I reckon that's got to do with this the roids. Yeah, I I I I've always been like it, it's never really tipped me when people get busted for it. And I know that baseball is a big stat driven game, so that's the thing. But it's fun to watch people hit home runs. I mean, I don't know. What about boxing? Is, is it is it prevalent in boxing or do they, they stop it in boxing? Because I feel like that's something that maybe they shouldn't have it. Because if you can thump someone harder. Is, is... There, are, there, are, there are pre-fight drug tests, same thing in, in MMA. They take and then you'll be disqualified. And if you win, you 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 lose the win and, and face suspension and, and, and fine potentially. And is, are these steroids easy to mask? Like if you stop taking them, like like how long do they stay in your body? So this is part of what these like these guys sell in the case, in the Balco scandal in the biogenesis scandal these guys are saying we've got a protocol that you can work if you take this amount at this time in this form maybe you're injecting it they had gummies made where you literally were eating gummies you're ingesting them and if you do it this amount of time before a game and stop at this point that you could take a piss test and piss clean i don't know that that is actually that's that that's possible to get the benefit of them and then to not and then to not piss dirty i think is is actually impossible have i ever told you the story about when i went to work for budweiser i don't think so all right so i i had a job with budweiser that i had for about oh two days right? <laughs> when i when i first moved to england i was doing stamp comedy but i it wasn't paying the bills so i got a job as so i want to say this was like the oh god it was the european cup 2000 and one right 2001 so i i got this job to be a rep at Budweiser, and they gave me a smart car that's how old the fucking smart cars are remember the smart cars mm-hmm. and it was covered in just it, it looked like a budweiser bottle it was just mm-hmm. budweiser bunting all over it my job was to set up go to the bars and this is a terrible job for me because i have no eye for design or anything like that <laughs> and i was meant to set up fucking budweiser um <laughs> Like stuff around there, have a I'm bud just, and all I'm that just stuff. I'm laughing because I know, like, I've seen, been here. Basically, I'm, one of those like yeah, shot girls at the bars yeah. now. You, no, 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 no. I would set the bar up to look good with all Budweiser merchandise. That'd be Watch impossible the, for you to do. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not clean or tidy or anything like that, <laughs> and I can't, I can't make things look nice. I can't, I can yeah. hardly dress myself. Yeah, we, we can tell. <laughs> and so, so I, I was like, geez, I'm really unsuited for this job. But I had a car, and I was like, like, I didn't know anyone who had a car in London. I was like, pretty excited by this whole thing anyway so they gave me the car and all that type of stuff and then they said to me they go um just one more thing you have to do a drug test and i was like well there is no way (laughs) like like there's no way i was gonna pass this there wasn't i had done ecstasy a day before (laughs) i was still on drugs when they said it to me like i was like ah You know what I mean? That's but, the worst time to take a drug test when you're on drugs. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a go. How accurate are these things? 
<laughs> pretty good, huh? <laughs> pretty good. I like how you thought science. You're gonna beat science. Like, like, I, 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 I found out what drugs were in that ecstasy tablet. I had heroin and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> so they took me car away yeah. and then I was unemployed again. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, we have some quick questions here, some of which we answered during this. Uh, Jim, we're going to ask you this. This is a quiz at the end of this, right? We did this last time too. Um, see if you remember some of these things. Um, okay, we'll start with one we didn't talk about. What percentage of MLB use steroids according to, this is according to Jose Canseco? Who definitely took steroids, right? Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jose, I reckon he would say 70%. 85% is he, he reckons. Right. He, and he, he, in his book, he said he shot up McGuire, right? Or He shot up everybody in his book. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so right, I, so they, they do it to each other because it goes in the ass. Like, they, they actually feed each other steroids? Yeah, sometimes you need a friend, um, but but not by the modern era. Because the modern I, era, like I said, there was gummies. It was different, right. different ways of taking it. I heard that Rod Stewart used to get Ronnie Wood, because Ronnie Wood used to be in Rod Stewart's band before he was in the Rolling Stones, he used to get Ronnie Wood to to blow cocaine into his asshole because he didn't want to fuck up his vocal cords. That's that's, <laughs> that's a, a friend. That's a friend, that's man. A friend. <laughs> but the two of them used to do that, like, like, hey, who wants another line? And then he'd be going, please don't. Please don't be Rod. Please don't be Rod. <laughs> okay, here you go. Um, we mentioned this. Let's see if you're paying attention. When did steroids uh, become banned as a substance by Major League Baseball? What year? Uh, um, 91. Yeah, good That's good memory. Wow. And then when did they start testing for steroids, Major League Baseball? Uh, after the report, uh, we're going to say uh, they started testing in the 2001. 2003, very close. But that's crazy. There was 12 years where they're just like, oh, yeah. we'll start testing now. <laughs> it's yeah. banned, but we'll start testing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And one other, one other question. Um, the, 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 in 2007, a study from Berkeley found that the economic benefit of using steroids over a six-year Major League Baseball career was what amount to the player? Like, what did it, what did it increase then by taking steroids? And on average, not just like... 30%. No, like in millions. How many millions of dollars? Oh, um, five million, eight point nine million. Uh, so you could earn, on average, you'd uh, earn nine million dollars more if, if that's what they're saying, basically over a six-year career. That by taking, so why wouldn't like there's no, yeah, there's no incentive these not people to take, who don't take steroids. Are idiots. So that's why I've got money now is all the drugs I took. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Drugs equals money. Um, so we like to we like to do this, Billy. We like to because the name of the show is I don't know about that. We do want to have one kind of fact, whether it's obscure or interesting or something that the audience can use at a party to impress people that other people might not know. Do you have something for us like about steroids or steroids in baseball or? Yeah. Well, I mean, just a quick fun story because, uh, A-Rod is, is, has somehow seen this incredible resurgence in, in popularity. And, and I can't even say, uh, imagery rehabilitation because nobody really liked him before. Suddenly he's like a pop culture hero. But, um, when he was in the midst of his, uh, uh steroid regimen, um, the doctor, the fake doctor, Tony Bosch would take his blood, every once in a while on, on in regular intervals to run tests on it, to check his testosterone level, to see if any of these illicit substances or these banned substances, I should say, were turning up in his blood. So he never got to see Alex. Or he didn't get to see Alex that often. So one night they're at Live Nightclub at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach at a VIP area. And that was when they were seeing each other. So Tony took A-Rod into the men's room, into a stall, 
I don't know what the bathroom attendant must have thought, but the two of them went into a stall together and uh, Tony took blood from Alex, took a blood sample and put it in a vial. They go back to uh, the VIP area, popping bottles, dancing, knowing Tony, he was probably, you know, just coke everywhere. And he realized that he had lost the vial of blood that he had taken from A-Rod. And he whispered it to A, well, whisper yelled like you do in a club. And the next thing you know, <laughs> Tony and A-Rod are on all fours on the floor at Live Nightclub, mm. yeah. feeling around for a vial of blood that no doubt dancers and girls are uh -huh. knocking and kicking around the dance floor. As like the that scene out of Temple of Doom <laughs> <laughs> yes. in as, the beginning. Eddie Cannon is blowing and everything else. But they've got on. to think they're looking for drugs too. That's what you. Whenever I saw someone down on all fours, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. dropped like, a bag they, of coke. I, I, I've always liked because I remember like we used to uh, like you know when you hand someone a pill or someone you buy, oh, a pill yeah, yeah. Pill, and they do that. They do that delicate little like <laughs> underneath like backwards hand we thing can all where, see you. where you act like you're shaking hands <laughs> and then you have it and you're like, hey, good seeing you again. And then you walk away, you know, <laughs> anyway. So, so, but then you like, you're so discreet when you're handing it to somebody, but then when you drop it, everyone's on their knees, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not giving a fuck at this beer. Lights on your phone. Like yeah, yeah. And everyone, oh, well, this is before phones. No, that's right. Yeah. Lighters, cigarette lighters, lighters blazing right. like down like this going, oh, oh, like that. And then like security will come over and, oh, we've lost a contact lens. <laughs> then, they're, then they're helping you out. <laughs> Contact lens. Yeah. What would we do without contact lens? It's always a contact lens. <laughs> yeah, one guy's just covering his eyes like, oh, no. Oh, oh look, there's also XD tablet. People, are, oh, I'll throw that out. Oh. Uh, okay, so we're going to take, we have one segment here, Billy, that uh, in, um, that we do with Jim. It's called I Do Know About That. I do now, know Kelly about and, that. and Jim and I have sat around and talked about possible topics for the shows of things that he says he does know about. This I don't know why you said this topic because <laughs> I had I, it written down and I, there was a question mark. Yeah, next I don't to think it. you know about this topic, but maybe you just had a pigeons. Oh yeah, no, what about pigeons? I know, but I'm gonna. I, I, this is the way it works. I have three questions, and I didn't make them too hard because I don't think you know a lot about pigeons. I just I don't know. So first question: How fast do pigeons fly? Oh, they can fly very fast. They, yeah, yeah, they were used yeah. in the war. We you miles see. per hour. Yeah, they were used in the war. No, you don't see, go to, off topic. To, I want miles to, per hour to deliver things. <laughs> um, I would say a pigeon can go eighty miles an hour. Yeah, Jesus. average speed seventy-seven point six miles per hour. Wow. Yep. Fastest recorded speed is ninety-two and a half miles per hour, and they can fly at altitudes but up. But that and pigeon beyond. was on performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> yeah, in. no, the average is, the pigeons I know can do these. That's some... the pigeons I know. <laughs> You're talking the seventy-seven miles is your East Coast pigeon, your West Coast pigeon, fucking frangs. Yeah. <laughs> How far can a pigeon travel and return home? Oh, uh, a pigeon because they they have to send messages two hundred miles. No, up to thirteen hundred miles away. They've they've been doing thirteen eleven to thirteen hundred miles away. Uh, they can do it even if you transport them in isolation, isolation with no like visual or olfactory. Yeah, that blew my or, mind when I read that. Like even if they were just like in a box, because they, they they use they use like uh, the sun to guide them, like an internal magnetic compass. Um, they'll even use like landmarks, like signposts and stuff like that. They're, They're magical pigeons. Yeah, <laughs> and then this one is really hard. I don't know if you're gonna get it, but what is a pigeon named Cher Ami famous for? Uh, that's Mike Tyson's pigeon. No, but it was a good guess. You're very confident in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mike Tyson loves pigeons. I believed it. Yeah, you so. mentioned it earlier. The pigeons were used in the wars. Not only did they take pictures with cameras, like oh, he's the one with the camera around no, his wait, neck. He's not the one with the camera. But this was like they 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 would they would help 
save troops lives by like, you know, they could like send messages and information to them. So Cherami completed a mission that led to the rescue of 194 stranded U.S. soldiers on October 4th, 1918. And overall, they saved thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives um, in the war. And so that was a very special. They time. were before texting. Yeah. <laughs> if you had some bird lives 500 miles away and you wanted to send her like, I got me dick out. I'm stroking it right now. <laughs> type of text you get your pigeon <laughs> and that goes 70 miles per hour yeah, you, you get your pigeon you have to keep your erection for yeah. a while and then you, you'd keep your dick out until the bird came back with another message and the message would come back who is this <laughs> that, uh, okay so um that is our show for how today. would the pigeon know where to go i know that's, it can get home how does it know where to go i don't know that exactly that's what as i was reading this yeah. kelly was one of all these pigeon facts for us and i I was like reading this and I know we did some stuff on pigeons on the show. Remember we did the like, thing about the, the war pigeons and I, now it kind of made me want to get pigeons and start like <laughs> making them time. fly and shit. I don't know. <laughs> like I wanted to, I really, I started Googling getting like buying pigeons last night. I was that like, was one of my dad's hobbies as a kid was trapping and collecting pigeons and then setting them free. Oh, so he knows about it. He just liked no, catching just animals, but now he, but now, <laughs> but my dad's like the bird king. Like he, he's never owned a bird in his whole life, but he has birds that come and visit him and they just come and fly into the house. The same birds every day come and visit him, fly into his house and then just sit on his shoulder and watch telly with him. <laughs> Forrest has seen it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a real yeah, thing. Does, so yeah, that yeah. needs to be written into the show. Your dad obviously. is very good with animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a he's got some sort of uh, kinship with them. Yeah, like that feels like the next hit Netflix series, Bird King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's 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 very weird, and he has the, he has a slingshot next to his, his <laughs> next to yeah, his the, chair. So I, I, that's not a complete kinship. No, you're about to tell this story. No, he, yeah, he, yeah. he has he has a slingshot next to him because he likes the lorikeets, which are a very colorful rainbow lorikeets. He likes them. And then the cockatoos, which are the big white birds. That are with worth the, a lot of money here. Yeah, that are very exotic here, but they're wild everywhere in Australia. Yeah. My dad thinks they're a fucking nuisance and they <laughs> bother the, the, the uh, lorikeets. So when the lorikeets come to visit and fly on the thing, if the cockatoo flies down and just stands next to them, my dad will hit them with a rock. Oh, my God, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked them, I said, uh, when, I, when I visit him the first time, I said, it's got to, uh, what does I say? It's going to hurt him or something Wouldn't like that? not that kill him? Yeah, and he goes, ah. I no, no, it just scares them a bit. Yeah, so <laughs> if, 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 if they got it in the eye, they'd know about it. But I've never, I've, I've never hit one of them in the eye. And, and, and one of them that he hits with a rock all the time keeps coming back. It's the same fucking bird. <laughs> it's into it's it. It's a masochist. Yeah. So you only got one out of three of the pigeons, by the way. So you've done better on the stuff you're not supposed to know about most of the time. Yeah, uh, my knowledge is varied and not very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so you don't, sorry, Billy, you don't get a voicemail recorded with Jim's name. You didn't win the pigeon contest. All right. Um, uh, Billy, so we, as we mentioned, uh, Screwball, the documentary on Netflix, we talked a lot about stuff in that today. Also, uh, cocainecowboys.com, uh, visit, I don't, what happens on cocainecowboys.com? I can imagine it's more, uh, (laughs) a lot of mail order, a lot of import, export, you know, the usual, uh, no, it's our, our company website with all of our other documentaries, but Screwball of course, as you mentioned, is now streaming on uh, the Netflix machine. And watch mm. all of them. I've watched a lot of them. I haven't watched all of them, but I, I really in, enjoy your guys' work. It's really good. And um, and uh, Billy Corbin, anything else you want to, to say? Thank you for being here. If there's Thanks for else. being yeah, here, you. Billy. 
Thank you for having me. I will never uh, follow Jim in a lavatory on an airplane. <laughs> uh, no, he cleans it really. That's yeah, the cleanest it's, it's, it's ever going to be. It's cleaner. You want to go in after him. It's cleaner. Or you want to? Or you want to go in while I'm there? <laughs> <laughs> you can hold. You can hold his phone. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a member of the Mile High Club, but not just the, with yourself. Yeah, just <laughs> not a, not a team member. Oh no, I've had I've had a I've had a hand job underneath a blanket from a girlfriend. Does that count? I think uh, it, I think it has to be sex, right? Uh, that's, that's gonna, pretty good though. Yeah, yeah I had a hand job good. under a blanket from from a girlfriend. Didn't they see the blanket moving? Yeah, I love how people think that that's discreet. <laughs> Just no show one, the dick, whatever. No one, no one was watching. You see. Oh. Yeah. That's what you think. Yeah. No, I, I had one of them. You've ever had a hand job? Given a hand job to a bloke on a plane? I've never had one on a plane. I wasn't talking now. to you. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. Uh. <laughs> I was looking at you, but I was thinking of Forrest. <laughs> Yeah, you were making really serious eye contact with me, so. And I never make eye contact. No, that meant don't. I really was interested in what you were about to say. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's uh, I don't know about that. That sounded like uh, a different edit. My voice yeah, changed. Yeah, it really did. Like I've come in at a different time. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's another episode of I Don't Know About That. And remember, if someone says something that you don't know about, just say, I don't know about that and walk away. <laughs> Good night, America. Why, hello, it's your old pal, Sarah Silverman, and I have a podcast called The Sarah Silverman Podcast. Yeah, I could have been more creative with the title, but you never go, hey, did you see last week tonight? No, you say, did you catch John Oliver? So yeah, I'm a dreamer, but I'm a realist. I talk about all kinds of stuff from politics to breakfast cereal and everything in between. What are there, like three to four things in between? I'm super smart. I'm. I'm super dumb. I uh, have strong opinions, which I might change completely tomorrow. You're not always going to agree with me, but I don't know. I'm doing the best I can with what I've been given. If you don't like it, uh, give me more.